0: conference Hardwood when the Defense when the clock kills no shots
1: Thank you for listening to the Pulse Podcast Network. Be sure to check out the rest of the network at pulsepodcastnetwork.com Give everybody a listen and follow.
0: Welcome back to another Celtics Pulse Podcast, part of the Pulse Podcast Network. I'm here today with Derek, Brendan, and special guest, John. And we're going to start by covering the impending Cavs game. So, John, do you think we need to be planning for Sexton, it seems and how it things been going with the uh, Celtics letting up big numbers from guards?
2: Yeah, yeah. There's They finally kind of like let that subside for a little bit. But, yeah, there's always going to be somebody that, that tends to go off. If the Celtics, they're down to, like, nobody. So if it's not Colin Sexton, Sexton, it's not going to be anybody that goes off for them. I know they just had a little bit of a decent stretch, but I'm not uh, – it took one good win for me to be like, yeah, I'm not concerned anymore.
3: I know. I know. It seems that way. Now, why do you think that is, though, the struggles with the guard being that Kyrie has been playing very good defense this season. I don't think anybody can continue to label him as a bad defender. Then you get got obviously Marcus and Jalen, you know, three – Good defenders, so why are guards lighting lighting us
2: up? Guards are lighting up a lot of teams. Uh, I think there's yeah. a lot of the the freedom of movement has been an adjustment to the NBA, and I think there's been uh, you you just get called for a lot of fouls. So early on, and I don't have the statistics in front of me, but a lot of guys are getting early fouls. So you get you get a foul called on you. Uh, two minutes into a basketball game, you're going to back off a little bit. So that that I think contributes to things. So even if guys aren't in necessarily foul trouble, getting that foul early means you don't want to get that second foul. So you spend a a little while kind of like, all right, I'm just going to try to not use my hands or whatever. So I think for the Celtics, for smart and for Brown and for guys who've been pretty good defenders, seeing them get toasted pretty good like Marcus Smart got was was in on the roasting by JJ Barea in Dallas like he was part of it he guarded him uh, i think four or five times in that stretch and, and he got burned a few of those times according to the NBA tracking data so there is something there i think the freedom of movement has caused a, a significant uh, adjustments across the board in the NBA uh, I mean, you look at the Celtics. Their um, actually their defensive rating at one hundred four point two is second in the NBA. Last year, their their best was they were at one hundred three point nine. Uh, so they number is just slowly kind of ticking up here. Like the 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 good defenses are actually giving up more points than usual. So.
3: Yeah, I mean the rebounding rule obviously helps with that too. The offensive rebounding sure. only reset into fourteen seconds. And one area where the Celtics, you know, obviously will have struggled now is is rebounding. So, you know, that that would make sense that the, the scoring, you know, points against is just gonna, you know, obviously go up across the board. So that's that was kind of expected, you know, when the season started. But I mean, I hate to say this, but Maz actually made a good point on uh, sports up refuse to believe <laughs> it
2: don't even finish that
3: sentence <laughs> <laughs> i knew i knew it i knew it i was gonna, I'm gonna try to sneak it in ah, but, go ahead go ahead uh, he said that you know he made a point that i hadn't really thought of and that's marcus being an all-world defender but you put him up against a kember or berea a small quick guy he doesn't that's not his strong point so i think that also was a factor with these guards yeah. you know
2: yeah i guess i guess marcus smarts He's not the the fastest side to side, so I mean the part of, the part of his game is is mostly his strength and anticipation. So yeah, okay, okay, that's a fair <laughs> enough
3: point. <laughs> it I, wasn't I a bad was, point for I mean Most of the stuff they say he yeah, used to believe it's very... though that he
2: came up with that on his own. I'm sure somebody I fed him it. that information.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't, so, but I but hadn't it. even thought of it, so I, I had to you know give him some credit there. Like all right, you know, regardless of where he sourced it or. You know he's good at uh,
4: regurgitating information.
3: Yeah, he, so Chris Gasper is on there a lot, and I think he's a good uh, good Celtic uh, listen. Um, you know, I know uh, you know him and Murray. I'm not as big on Murray, but Gasper usually uh, usually brings some good stuff to the table regarding the Celts.
2: Uh, look, when, when it comes to the Celtics defense, there there are a lot of things that are going on. So, I mean, I, I blame the the rule, the freedom of movement thing. That's one thing, but. There's also been a complete lack of communication. Like part of the Berea thing was him burning Rosier. Okay, that's one thing. But then the second line of defense with Horford was kind of porous and they missed, they missed communication. And these guys are getting to the rim. So I think what we saw in the Pelicans game was more discipline, that it, there was more of the. Uh, communication where guys were as they like to say a lot lately in their right spots and even if a guy gets past the perimeter there is good rotation and good help to prevent him from getting all the way a guy like Berea, or other guards like Trey Burke they don't get from mid-court to the rim virtually untouched just because of a rules change or rules enforcement there's a lot that goes into it so and defense in the NBA requires five guys to be on the same page at the same time, making the same reads and, and helping each other out. One thing that they did in the Pelicans game was they did a lot more. They were more five guys working the same kind of defense, pushing guys to the same place, knowing where the rotation was going to be, trusting that the help was going to be there. And and that was the, the big difference. They didn't. Overcommit. You heard Scalabrini say it in the broadcast a a bunch. They weren't overcommitting. And what happens when you overcommit is a guy, like a guy's going to shoot or a guy's penetrating, and you've got two or three guys coming over to help, or you, or you, close out way too hard and then next thing you know that guy's by you and then a person behind you is going to help and that person gets help and and eventually a hole opens up. So there's a lot that they weren't doing well that they started to do better against the Pelicans.
3: So do you think Marcus is in the starting lineup for the uh, not for necessarily the whole season but for the least of four in the rest of the year?
2: I, I, I don't know. It's so hard to say what's going to happen <laughs> in the rest of the year. <laughs>
0: And I, yeah, I like make,
2: he, very... he he looked good. I I would rather if we're going to choose between Marcus's case, then I right now I'm leaning towards Smart in the starting lineup versus Morris because Morris has been in the starting lineup and he was part of these units that weren't great in the starting lineup. Celtics have had is a lack of energy, a lack of focus, and Marcus Smart at least in that one game, really helped snap them back into place. And if if that's going to be his effect, then, yeah, I want to try it. And, and I think for now, I at least kind of want to see uh, that result against New Orleans was so good that I owe it to this lineup to see if that was a real result or if – there was just some extenuating circumstance because it's entirely possible that the Pelicans just sucked that night, just completely sucked. So if that was the case and this was kind of like a false positive, then we got to play these guys a few more times to figure out if that was true. And if they don't go back to this lineup right away and the troubles resume, then all they're doing is opening themselves up to the criticism of, It just worked, and you went away from it. What are you doing, you idiots? So they have to, I think, in the short term, at least for the next couple of games, this this lineup again. And it's going to be great, I think, against the Cavs and against Minnesota because it's two different kinds of teams, two different kinds of personnel, two different styles. If it can work against those teams, and I know Minnesota's not great. Um, I mean, the, the Cavaliers are not great. Minnesota's struggling, too. But if it can work against those teams with the different personnel, then you start to think, all right, then we've got something here.
1: Well, uh, how do you think Jalen would react to that? Because I feel like his uh, body language on the bench hasn't been great necessarily. And who do you think is still closing the games? Because Jalen hasn't really been in that lineup recently. A lot of it's Marcus Morris and Marcus Smart makes sense with the plays he makes at the end. But do you think he'd react all right to that? Can't say a damn thing if they're winning biggest thing like you can't
2: if Jalen Brown complained if the Celtics whipped off five straight wins they finally looked dominant and Jalen Brown came out and said I'm not happy then that would be shipped (laughs) yeah you you absolutely can't come out and say that you can't feel like as a, a player you have to say hey look it works this works now you have to adjust your role is now for for now and now you've got to flourish. And and I'll, I've said it even right after this game, during this game, and moving forward. The Celtics, if they're going to reach what we all have said that they should reach, if, if they are going to do that, they need Jalen Brown. That's possible Jalen Brown that he can be. They need him to be the guy that a lot of us think he can be. Because if he's not, then... That's one big versatile wing defender, a, a penetrator, a guy that goes out and scores in transition. Like all of that stuff, you can't just take that off this team and be like, no, they're better without him. They're not. No. They just need him to be no, they need Philadelphia, him to find whatever that role players,
4: is. Jaylen. I mean, exactly.
2: Look, and they can find that off the bench. He, he can be that off the bench. Brad Stevens, and he's a lot of the coaches who say this, they're right. It's not about who starts. It is about who finishes. It's not even necessarily, you can say, it's not even necessarily about who finishes. It's about who contributes. And if you play 20 minutes a game and you're playing 20 awesome minutes a game, then great. You you have made a big contribution. And I would rather have a guy who's in contention for six man of the year than a guy who's kind of so-so as a starter.
3: Yeah, I mean you can't disagree with that. I mean, again, it all boils down to you know wins at this point because with the rough start that they they've come out to, if we're going to really make a run at the finals, I think getting the one seed, two seed at this point is key. I mean, you're not you're not going to want to go on the road for two rounds. You know, the East is the top teams of uh, they've improved. I mean, Toronto improved, Philadelphia improved. You know, we have to match that and to do sure. to try to. You know, thinking long term, you know, every regular season game actually matters, which is which is fun, you know, but it's also kind of point that, though, can't you can't have growing pains like this uh, for much longer.
0: Talking of these, just that, to just to sorry, was um, did anyone else say that call of, uh, for faults trade rumor?
2: It's trade rumor. No.
3: I heard he had
0: requested a trade. I didn't,
3: and then I heard that Cavaliers offered Corver in a protected first.
0: Round. Yeah, I, I don't. Um,
3: I don't know if there's any truth to that. I think Philadelphia would be stupid, but then again, maybe they just want they just want out. Maybe they. I, I don't know. I, I'm speculating, but to to trade a 20 year old kid who's clearly injured for Corver in a protected first round, there just seems stupid to me. But I, again, you never know.
0: Yeah, I just thought I'd bring it up just because we have been talking about the East. And I don't know whether you think guys think Corver had helped them short-term, especially in the playoffs. He can, he can space the floor. He can come on for Simmons and shoot the three.
3: They kind of have that with Redick. But, I mean, having more shooters isn't necessarily a bad thing.
0: I, mean, yeah, I just don't know if you have to
3: give up Fultz for a shooter.
0: I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't see why you'd give up faults for such a small package anyway, but his trade value is low. I just thought I'd mention it anyway, just to break it up a little bit.
4: No, no I, I definitely think it's a good point that. to bring it up. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it. So moving we... on, um, you Derek, you were saying the other day, you were thinking about whether we all need to lower our expectations as fans for the season after the start. Like you said, just looking at the two seeds instead of the first. Uh, Derek was saying in our group chat the other day he was thinking that um, we might need to lower our expectations of fans um, due to the uh, due to the start. Obviously, looking towards the third and the second seed instead of the first. Okay,
2: yeah. I mean, look. You, you, I guess that would help for our own mental health.
3: <laughs> There's, very true.
2: Look at that's fair. Y- you can look at the standings and and look the 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 Raptors as doing at 18 and four are they were a a quarter away last night from dropping to six and five against five hundred teams. Now of course they're seven and four because they won that game, but they really needed a big second half just to, to barely pull away uh, last night. So so the Celtics are sitting here six and a half games out of the first seed and they've played 21 games. So that means that there are 61 games left on this schedule for them to make up six and a half games. That is pretty easy to do. So you can adjust your expectations if you want. I, I, I think that everything is still basically in play for Boston. Even though they they have had this short this uh, bad stretch, they off a the win streak. Toronto loses a few games in a row, and they could be back within two or three games. And if you're, if I were to tell you, Toronto and the Celtics were separated by three games at the All Star break. Doesn't matter who's first or who's second. Wouldn't you say it's pretty wide open? Yeah, oh, for sure. I, I think that's fair. Well,
4: well, here's the thing. I think a lot of our expectations so far, I mean, our expectations for going to the finals and being best in the East, all of that up until now is just, it's all premature, including, you know, claiming all oh, the Raptors are going to be, you know, this amazing team. and They're going to be, you know, the team to beat in the East. I mean, yes, they're a great team, but it, this is all so premature. Everything, including, you know, the, the demise of the Celtics. It's, it's all premature. There's reason for concern, but it's far from over and it's way too early in the season to be getting super upset or saying, Oh, we're, we got to lower these expectations. We might be a four seed. You know, it, there's so many things that need to fall into place for everyone for that to come to fruition. We've got to look at what's important here. The
2: most important thing for the Celtics is that they are playing at their best when the playoffs start. So Whether they are playing at their best as a four seed or as a one seed, as long as they're playing at their best, if they are the number one seed and they are scuffling along, then that's not great. If they are the four seed and they are all of a sudden it's like, whoa, they just figured it out, then it doesn't matter. We are very focused on getting home court. We all feel like and it is obviously going to be important you also have to understand that you just have to win one game on the road in a series. And if the Celtics are playing their best, if they figure this out and everybody is is cohesive and they're they're playing that Celtics basketball that everybody kind of expected. Don't you think they can go anywhere win one game Milwaukee and win one game? I think they can. So, we're we're hyper focused on one seed. But I think that's all masturbation. That's not what's really important. <laughs> it's just about getting right. Of course, you, want to, you don't want to have a road series every series that, that puts pressure on your team and the travel. But just get right, figure it out, and figure out in time for the playoffs and for that stretch run. So you can go into that last two months of the playoff stretch and, and, and be at your optimal uh, basketball ability.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I, when you look at the numbers over the history of the NBA finals, I actually just pulled it up. I kind of cheated there. But the one seed makes the finals um, 73% of the time, uh, four seed 1.5% of the time. So that's why I brought up the whole the regular but that's season. Also, that's oh, also ahead.
2: because yeah, the one seed makes the finals seventy three percent of the time. Why? Because they're the best team. <laughs> but okay, so but if the Celtics four seed, let's say, and are they a four seed because like that's the best that they could be, or are they a four seed because they had these issues in the beginning and they haven't now they're they're technically listed as a four they'll make it in as a four seed because they're playing like a top seed and that's part of the other bent of that one seed that doesn't make it like that's there are variations and the statistics are what they are and i won't doubt that but
4: i mean there's been plenty of one seeds New that ones. haven't gone on to the finals sure i, I mean, mean the only number four seed is- to ever
3: win the finals to win it all was the celtics it was russell's last year
4: <laughs> go oh, figure. there you go <laughs> but look, it, <laughs> uh, meant to be. What's, we uh, we are all
2: hyper focused. We're so hyper focused on now and every last little thing. And let's look. That's what we do. That's my job to do a podcast <laughs> five days a week that is hyper focused on every little nuance. Time. I feel like it's important to sometimes pull back to that thirty thousand foot view and be like, you know what? It's not so bad. It's really not so bad. <laughs> you know, they they had one good game just now against the Pelicans, and now everybody's like, ah, okay. We got it. We figured it out. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it was the A. I mean, I, I won't discredit it. I mean, a win's a win, but, I mean, the fact that they won so convincingly, and it seems like they're trying to get back into a game flow. But I, I'm not going to fight on the hook yet. I'm, I'm not taking the bait just yet. I, I need to see some consistency. I think Kyle if they, Corver has been Oh, trading. I'm sorry. Cal Corver yeah, was I traded to Utah
3: just now. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but...
4: No, I just saw. I just saw it pop up on my phone too. I've got yeah. bombs on. You gotta have the time.
3: notifications
4: on. <laughs> so my question is, is I, let's see what happens with the notifications. if we got anything popping up more? But I wonder it's what the run. hell
3: they dealt. What they dealt back? Where is Utah? I thought Utah was having a bad year. Oh, yeah, nine right. and twelve, man.
2: They're they're struggling like the Celtics.
4: Yeah, yeah good nine, team that oh. you expected to come hot off the gate. And so, some of that sophomore slump, but I mean, both—I mean, Mitchell and Tatum are both great players, and I think and it's just a matter slump, of them getting a rhythm. Yeah,
3: he only—he went – went for two future second-round picks. That's it. Wow. But what I, did he sent back like
2: How old? It's big. Is that's big for Utah. He's like fifty-three, I think. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, big for that's big for Utah because they have not shot the ball well at all. And, Even, uh, I
3: haven't followed them closely, admittedly. Outside of Mitchell, I know has been struggling. But what about Inglis? Isn't he supposed to be a shooter?
2: Ingles is the only guy that's been really going off. Like Ingles is is their one true shooter. But like he can't, you can't have him shoot every every time down. <laughs> no. Uh the, the The Jazz right now are shooting. Let's see from three. Uh, thirty one point nine percent from three. They just can't. They can't. You can't sustain that. They're 29th in the league from three, uh, and that that offense needs shooters around them. So to get Corver for two second round picks is nothing, nothing yeah, for a yeah, team nah, yeah. Yeah. that's a team that would really had high aspirations. That people, people like me, were saying if they could take steps forward, they could they could take advantage of maybe a complacent. Uh, Sorry, Houston and Golden State, and sneak into a top one, two, or three seed. And now here they are, starting at nine and twelve. So, identified a problem. That this is something that they saw. It's different from the Celtics because they saw an issue like we can't hit shots. It's not that we're just not hitting shots. They're just their shooters just not that great. So they added a shooter. They. It's it's a great move for them. It's a great move
4: for them. I wonder what are they under the cap. Um, Are they under the cap? No is that idea. Have a deal for him? They must have, because I mean, I thought he had a decent sized contract. No,
2: I don't know that they're under the cap, but I can find out pretty quickly. Uh, they're not under the cap, so
3: they're not sending anything back, though. That's interesting. Unless so, well, you they got to, a trade exception.
2: That's that's what you do. You you make a call a non simultaneous yes. trade. You you have Corver um, is making uh, seven and a half million dollars a year. So you basically open up a seven and a half million dollar trade exception Mm -hmm. that, so do that. There's, I'm going to see what the rest of the details are, but that's, um, that's not bad.
4: Yeah. Yeah, Not too crazy. I thought he was going to pay a little bit more than that, but still at his age, seven and a half million is still pretty good money. But I mean, he's just like up your shooter at this point. So,
3: yeah, that's the breaking news, the jazz, but, uh, yeah, shut that false rumor straight out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm going
2: I'm to say that that's, that's crap.
3: I mean, I can't yeah, blame yeah. Cleveland for trying, but yeah, no chance. that. Even though Philadelphia probably realizes that they've got a losing lottery ticket, I think they just got to ride it out. and
0: feels like get the an awful offer situation all, again,
3: all over again. Who would you say? I'm sorry. I don't I think it's a lost cause, though. Oh, I so, don't think so, it's a lost cause, but... Oh, it's kind of, of sending Alex Burks whatever. Alex Burks got included in the deal. Huh. Yeah. But interesting. Uh, back to really uh, Yeah. Yeah. To get back to your Fultz deal, uh, I to, for them to trade him and, and expect to get any Anything, value at this yeah. point, it would be you
0: know, That's what I mean. It feels like the Okafor situation all over again Their Management's just not Right. Or Noel. I mean, yeah, they've done this before. (laughs) The
4: thing is, is all those guys, I mean, minus Okafor, I think all those guys that they've had in that situation, this similar situation where it's, you know, a high lottery pick that they're just not able to utilize properly or that they've just destroyed mentally, you know, all those guys have value. I mean, I think Nerland Noel is, you know, slowly carving out his own role. I mean, he's still that – big man who can move down the floor he gets blocks he's a good defensive player and I think Fultz still has a bright future ahead of him I just don't think it's in Philly because Philly just doesn't know how to handle high prospects it's clear you know they've just screwed up multiple picks and I don't think it's because of a lack of talent I just think they don't know how to handle these players especially guys who are suffering from an injury yeah I agree or you know they're
3: trying to change I definitely agree Um, and they definitely have a history of this but I know, John, uh, you, ha- you have to get going. So uh, we just want to thank you for coming on again. we, we got to do this again soon, man. Um, and, you know, have a, great- have a great holiday, bud.
1: All right. Thanks, guys. You too. Be sure to check out the rest of our podcasts on the network at PulsePodcastNetwork.com. And be sure to check out our discount that we have going on in pairing with At Hoops Jerseys on Twitter. High quality NBA and college player jerseys at the cheapest prices on the market. They also have a player hoodie that has been a pretty hot and popular product so far. The discount code there is going to be Pulse. Put that in anywhere on their website at thejerseyvillage.com. And like I said, check them out on Twitter at HoopsJerseys on Twitter. The code is Pulse for 10% off on NBA and college player jerseys and other merchandise.
3: Philadelphia, I, I I will commend them on grabbing Butler because he's been awesome for them. I mean, for you to say otherwise is dumb. He he's been great and a threesome, a big three of you
0: know, <laughs>
3: Bede, Simmons, Butler. That's that's scary. That, that's that's yeah, that's good. a tough team. It's great in the regular season. <laughs> I yeah, I know we make that joke, but Jimmy Butler wasn't on that team. Yeah. I mean, granted, they did give up Sarek, who was kind of a Celtic killer. So he was I a love
4: deep. that guy. Yeah, he's a good I wanted, player. I wanted, I wanted him in the deal when we were trying to move down from first. He was the guy I was like, shit, I hope we get him. Yeah, i, I love like do uh,
3: There so was they, no way out,
4: but I wish we could have.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, I actually think Minnesota will sneak into the playoffs. I mean, they've got a lot of talent, you know, because he got chipped over for Butler Along with Covington, who's been like a defensive player of the year since being traded, and yeah. they got Towns, has been balling, and Wiggins has been—he's been very hot or cold. He'll have one game, he'll drop thirty. Next game, he'll literally drop zero. Still playing thirty minutes a game. I think, so he's-
4: I, I think they just have a lot of stuff to figure out. I think they all kind of at this point. It's funny to me to think about it. But, you know, all these guys that the Wolves have with Cat with and Wiggins, it's like all yeah, of a sudden. Derek like, Rose? Geez, I mean, uh, did These top three picks, It's like, oh, yeah, we got chips on our shoulders. It's like, okay. <laughs> and it's all because of Butler.
3: <laughs> it is. I mean, Butler, I'm not a Butler guy just because this is the second time he's, you know, run himself out of a situation and he's just. This is worse you know, than before. Dick, but you know what? They said Michael Jordan was a dick. So, I don't, now, he's not Michael Jordan, but he's he's obviously <laughs> one of the top ten players in the league right now. He's just been it's been great.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think I expected the dude to ball out. I just – I think when the going gets rough and something goes wrong with him, if he gets an injury or something, I don't think Philly's going to know how to handle it. That's honestly one of the things I first thought of is because his knees are really, yeah, he's really He's had trash. injury issues.
3: Not to mention Embiid's own injury <laughs> <laughs> history. Um, Yeah,
4: I mean, if I were those guys, it's a massive blow. Granted, it makes sense. Jimmy Butler is a great player. I just You're adding another ball-dominant guy into a system where you have Ben Simmons who can't shoot a freaking jumper to save his life, and you're adding him into that situation, and you're taking away two really good, strong role players, one who's a really strong defensive wing, and the other who's a floor-spacing big who can hit shots from deep. And you're taking that away to put it, you know, another ball stopper. Granted, a superstar, but a guy who's ball dominant into a system that needs passing, where your best so, player can't shoot. And is so
3: one thing gonna, Butler gonna has done though, and two, he is the guy that's taken the shot. So when the yeah. games, he's done it twice already, and he's been there for what a week. I mean, I don't know, it's been a couple weeks, but the point is, you know. So they went and they got a guy where the game's on the line that is nails, and that's what he's been. Well, what happens to Ben Simmons now? 'Cause he
4: can't shoot. He needs the ball in his hands to facilitate. Is he just gonna keep kicking it to butler who wants to create his own shot anyway?
3: So they gotta figure that out, but I think I think Simmons being a facilitator and more of a slasher, I, I don't know if that would you know, wouldn't work, but you know, until we see it in the you know I know the regular season matters, but until you see it in the series where seven games You know, they're matching up and defending because what Philadelphia did see is that they can't match up against Boston. They just can't. So make a move. Go get a go get Jimmy Butler. You you might as well give yourself a shot. And that's that's what they did.
0: No, I was just going to say another team that's doing really well at the minute that seems to be a bit understated is uh, the Bucks out in the East. I mean, I,
3: I picked them to go to the Eastern Conference Finals before the season. Now, granted, that was before the Butler trade, but I'm going to stick with it. Celtics, Bucks. I uh, yeah, I, I'm high on them. You know, yeah. they're a, yes. Giannis is an MVP candidate, obviously that goes without saying. But they also have Lopez, who's you know a nice big man, and then they got Henson off the bench, Don Maker. They got a lot of length. They're very that, long. That, team. that pick, that
4: that pickup of Lopez is really, really underrated.
3: Yeah, man, he's, he's
4: yeah. off season, Especially players. since he can hit
3: threes, man. I know he's been shooting. The th- oh my god, I saw that. He's like, what is he? Forty like, percent from deep this shit? <laughs> Something crazy. Was, it was similar
0: yeah, last year for the Lakers, right? Like every time I saw a Lakers game, they were they he were kicking out to yeah. yeah, they were kicking <laughs> out to him as many times as he was as he was open, man. Well, he's become trusted.
3: It's gross. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, when you when you got Lopez hitting threes, and you got Middleton who can shoot from anywhere, and then you've got Giannis who, I I mean, if you if he wants to go and drive the lane every time down the floor, it's it's so hard to stop. It's unbelievable. So that's a team that scares me. Then I've always been a Thon Maker guy. I mean, he can for a big man, he can he can shoot the three too. And he can block shots. I, I, they're a good team. And that's 36-year-old in the league. I know, I know. <laughs> he came out as quote-unquote 20 ad. He's definitely older than it. he said, but doesn't mean he's not good. And then you, you throw in the Pacers who give the Celtics troubles because Oladipo is that small, shifty scorer that, that plays the two. So, you know, he's a tough matchup. Yeah, you know, it's it's the the East is not as bad as it in years past. The top five or six teams are really good, and then Real from there solid. it's kind of yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, it's a crapshoot for the last three spots. I feel like that's generally how it goes anyway.
3: I'm rooting um, for the Magic. It'll be fun, or the Bulls, but the Bulls have just been so injury like they're they're just unlucky. Well, it sucks because they like I mean okay, so I like the player, but
4: you went out and you signed Jabari Parker. <laughs> And, I mean, like, look, I still believe in Jabari Parker's potential, but, like... You have Larry Markman coming back. Yeah, that too. And he's missed, like, a decent chunk of time. I think he's great. But, you know, you have now, especially with marketing getting hurt, you have, like, three or four key players that just have had a history and slew of injuries. I mean, obviously, Levine... That sucks, but I mean, he's an explosive player coming back from that ACL tear. Oh, exactly.
3: I mean, I know he, I, if he can stay healthy, he is a 20, you know, 23, 24 a game, I think he'll finish with. And he can just shoot it. He can drive. He's a really good player. But then they got Chris Dunn, when he's healthy, is very underrated, but another guy that just cannot stay healthy. I mean,
4: yeah. and I mean, it's,
3: and that's really the shitty thing. I,
4: I feel like, I feel like Chicago should have learned a little bit after everything with Derrick Rose. And I mean, you can't control what you trade for. I mean, obviously Levine done was the pick or done was the player. They got back as part of that. And they picked marketing. I still think marketing is a great pick. I mean, he's only had this one injury. I don't think it's something where he's he's been plagued with it. And he's real good. Um, He could be like a
3: Gasol. I really like him.
4: Yeah. He's a likable player too. You know, I, I, He's, you know, I've watched a lot of his footage. I mean, he was a guy that I was in a draft and I was
3: like, man, like he's, he's something else. That dude's built like a freaking tree. I know. So, yeah, the Bulls, if not this year, I think next year, Magic are right there. Hmm. Um, but again, the, the bottom of the East, like you said, it's like, I haven't even, I haven't looked at the standings lately. Let me take a look. <laughs> I try not to. The I know so- the Nets, Wizards and, look at the, look at the Wizards. Coming back, yeah. And the, right now, the Magic is the 8th seed, but the Wizards are uh, a game and a half back. Cute. Yeah, and that's if the, the Wizards may be sellers. They may say, you know, screw this, like, seven seed for the highest payroll or second highest payroll in the NBA? Like, fuck that.
0: Yeah, the apparently, the Lakers were talking about trading for Bale. Um, well, I don't know what the package is meant to be, but there's definitely... Well, probably, there's
4: probably there's like, continuous Call I
3: feel like yeah, you I have, have to be more goal. than
0: that. Oh, of course, I'm saying Ingram. Yeah, i Ingram in KCP. I
3: don't, I don't give up Ingram yet. I know
0: he's still rather really trade Lonzo.
3: He's long, <sighs> he's, long, he's long, he's
0: I feel like if they get
1: rid of Lonzo, they should get uh, Kemba Walker.
3: Or they should never draft him. Just kept D'Angelo Russell. I, I have this <laughs> argument with my I'm Laker so, friend, I'm who I would love to get on and do a pod with one day, but that's. Off topic, I have a friend, a good friend, coaches and um, I'm sorry, referees at basketball. He's big, and we argue about the Lakers because I'll argue anything. But and he he just won't admit it that letting go of Randall and, and trading D'Angelo Russell for nothing and then selecting Lonzo Ball to play point, it was just a waste. That was so dumb. It's just smart.
4: Well, part
3: of the reason why they had
4: to do that was because, because of the signing. That Moscow, Moscow. contract, yeah. absolutely absurd. And
0: well, I mean, Brooklyn I, I understand psyched, why they you know? did it,
4: though. Well, no, of course they should. I mean, they got a number two overall player that was getting slanted in L.A. dealing yeah, with he's all a, of he's that a crap. Dude. With, he can it, score. I like him. I I like him a lot, too. I like him more than he's in Brooklyn now, to be honest, because, you know, obviously <laughs> he ain't rooting for the Lakers. But sure. I like Angelo Russell. I feel like he got a bad bag from L.A. And it really sucks that they just had to yeah. jettison jettison him with that terrible contract and i think it's It's a big mistake i i mean they had a clean house i get it but here's the thing the whole reason why they clean house was to get lebron and it's like you're really gonna go ahead and sacrifice a potential franchise cornerstone because one you signed a stupid contract a year or two ago and you're trying to go and get you know in hopes of getting at this point it was the hopes of going and getting lebron and then getting another superstar like uh paul george And I I just think that's a really short-sighted viewpoint. I think it's just magic trying to sell the Lakers. Not like sell, but I mean, you know, like, oh, it's the Lakers and just putting asses in seats.
3: Yeah, I'll I'll be devil's advocate. I want the Lakers to be good. I want a Celtics-Lakers finals, dude. There's nothing like it. Nothing. Oh, yeah. I agree. So I'm rooting for the Lakers. (laughs) And I like LeBron. I'm not like, you know, I I just – he's a great player and he's the – the best I've seen, so I'm a big LeBron guy, but... No, I get it. I get it. But, you know, I mean...
0: Sense, but,
3: yeah. You know, but... Again, I just... Uh, magic. Ugh. I just Good personality. Good guy. I don't know if he's making the right moves there, but time will tell. You know, if they sign Kawhi Leonard this offseason and then make some trades, bring in another guy, obviously they're right there, but you know, instead of what they could have continued doing is kept Russell, drafted somebody other than Ball, like say. But these
0: trades Tatum. were before Magic, right? I mean, didn't they move Moskov before Kup- Kupchak oh. left?
3: Well, yeah,
4: they had to do it because uh, no, it was the team of Bus and Kupchak that signed the
0: that that contract. Yeah. They they just threw money at the wall, and then he yeah, had to so move. Kupchak yeah.
3: signed signed um Deng and dang, well, and dang, Dan,
0: that was the but, worst contract in the history, man.
3: Yeah, so That's that they, yeah, he was he was bad, and but then Magic came on, and then thought D'Angelo had to go. So dumb. And he also was like, he tweeted out, he's like, "Love D'Angelo Russell, like future
4: face of the franchise." And like two <laughs> days later, like train.
1: I <laughs> think so he said he didn't think he was a leader.
4: That's a load of fucking shit. I still hate that quote. I think <laughs> it's so stupid. What, Lonzo? Like, and they could have used that pick on a different player. Like, they just literally, I think, I saw a tweet about it. It's like, Lonzo, Lonzo Ball really had his dad, like, bully Magic Johnson into drafting him.
3: <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> crazy, man. It's like, I still think Ball's a good player, but you have to. Number two overall. Yeah, and that too. I mean, that draft, I mean, when you look back at it, Tatum, marketing, and then we got a bunch of unknowns. You know, we have obviously you have the kid from Utah. I forgot about him. but Donovan
1: Mitchell, Dennis Smith.
3: You think Dennis, Ooh, Dennis, Dennis Smith is still unknown, man? He looks good, but he doesn't look like Luka. I mean, Luka, that's a star. No, that yeah. is a favorite star. That playing, like, star. the
4: second best league in the
3: world, though. He looks know? like a
4: veteran. Yeah. He, well, because he's been playing against fully grown men. Yeah.
3: But it just shows if you if you mess up the draft, you mess up everything. So if you're – imagine if Phoenix had took Imagine if Atlanta oh, didn't trade man. him. Imagine –
4: Atlanta has to be kicking themselves, right? Like I, I know
3: Trey Young's good, but like, he's I not like Trey too. I think Young. Trey's really good. I think Trey is a little yeah. Steph Curry light. I know he gets compared to him all the time, but that's a pretty good comparison. Yeah, I mean, Steph, is, it's not a fair comparison Steph wasn't – Steph didn't come out come out the gate and just dominate. I mean, this kid's no. still very young, and Steph was in college for what? How many years? So it's give this kid time, but still, I think Luca is clearly special.
0: Yeah, and I think before Steph like became like got known as Steph, you know Steph Curry. Um, at one point, he was injury prone, weren't he? He weren't getting minutes much. Oh, yeah, yeah so, ankles. Yeah, did so. You know, you have got to give like, these guys time to develop and get their in at this level. Uh, again, you've got your sophomore songs. But, yeah, Trey was quite a... Luka Doncic is just...
3: He's it, man. He, he's like a... a uh, again, I, I don't like comparing anybody to Larry Bird, especially, you know, doing the two white guy comparisons. Oh, yeah. What
4: are, you, what are you trying to say there, man?
3: Yeah, the two white guy comparisons. <laughs> but they play fucking similar, man. I mean, Larry was better, I mean you watch any film of larry he was better but yeah this kid has the same type of game dude because well, a lot
4: of people bait i mean it's he, that's an influential player i mean like you know it's it's the same thing with oh jason Tatum, paul pierce it's like yeah because players like pierce and bird you know kobe they they influence the game to the point where people are you know stealing the moves or mimicking moves that they had there's certain go-to sets and you know, packages that they've used before and so a lot of people, a lot of guys like that who are, you know, trying to become the best players in the world are gonna be watching footage. So it isn't surprising to me. You know, he's a similar build. Um and you know, I, I honestly think that the Mavs might have a sneaky team in another year. I mean they're not sneaky to. good now, but they they might have something really
3: special there. It's no, just a question I've, whether or not you get out of They one hundred percent do. Luca, they they nailed it. They got Luca. They Obviously, Cuban wanted him before the draft, so he he did what he had to do to get him. It was smart. He's, I think, clearly. I know it's super early, but I'll go out and a minor limb and say he's clearly the best player in that draft. You know, Aiden Aiden's gonna be fine. He'll be he'll probably average twenty ten a bunch of times. But in today's NBA, to really like to to be like a game changer, you you gotta you gotta all you know be a five tool
0: type guy like he is, a shooter. Kid. passer, just – he's just – again – I've just pulled up eight in stats. He's averaging a double-double at the moment, seven – Yeah, he, he's, he's going to do that with ease. He's like a drumming. But Yeah, he's averaging 17, 17 points, 10.5 rebounds, and two and a half assists a game.
3: Yeah, they've won four games. What's but, his percentage? <laughs> <laughs> they've won four games, you know, because Devin Booker is – a great player and Nate a great player. They've got players, but they're young. And I just, the fact that they could have had Luca, I think that's going to haunt them. But, you know, we'll see.
0: So that's pretty much wrapped us up, right?
3: Sure. I mean, how about this? This is the Celtics, you know, to get back. This is Celtics Pulse, right? So let's, uh, yes. Let's pull up their, uh, rem- so they got the Cavs Friday night. If they lose at home to the Cavs, I'll shave my head. So I got that. <laughs> I'm
0: in. <laughs> yeah, you got to put that in the Celtics Pulse, uh, Twitter feed if that happens. Go log. right ahead.
3: I'll shave my head. You got some ears that stick out, so it won't look... So...
0: Like uh, a tax cap, got... the
3: door's <laughs> open. Exactly. <laughs> then you've got the T-Wolves Saturday night in Minnesota. Should be that's good one, one of those... Now Do we... you remember Celtics last year? What made them so good was how good they were on back-to-backs. Let's see if that carries over. That That's a coin flip. I mean... Minnesota is at home. We'll see. Then they got the Knicks at home again. If we don't fucking blow the doors off of the Knicks as payback and put Trey Burke in in jail, I don't know. You know <laughs> just double team. I don't care. They, so then, then they got the Bulls. So I mean, the, the next four games are all very winnable. Next five, six, seven, eight. All right. So. They've got a very easy schedule coming up, I'll say it. So, if in the next ten games, if they don't go like seven and three or eight and two, we, you know, might. we might have to we might have to start asking some questions because if they're truly a great team, they got to take a, they got to feast on the schedule coming up. Do a lot for us yeah, to get
4: you gotta, to the wins too. You got to do it. Yeah, I mean they, and I think just morale—it'll just be a lot better if you know you're able to go and rip off some wins not against easy teams but teams that you should beat if you're, you know, a top three or top four team in your conference, let alone the league. You know, no 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 team on any given night is, you know, just, you know, free candy or whatever, but like you got to you got to take advantage of those situations because when it comes down to it, you know, you don't want to be looking back in the rearview mirror, you know, 40, 50, 60 games into this season.
3: Yeah, and you're insane. the three seed. Damn, As eight. the numbers I just pointed out there, if you're the three seed, the odds of making the finals are drastically lower than if you're a top two. Yeah. But it'll no, be a I fun week, yeah. They got uh you know, like I said, the Cavs get to watch Sexton. Not really much else to watch there. Timberwolves, I actually you know, like we've talked about there, we've got Sarek and you know, Cat D Rose t are good. I don't know. That That's a tough one. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they actually lost that, but they sh- we'll see. Yeah,
0: fingers crossed,
3: man. All right, guys. Well, uh, you guys have a good night.
0: You too, man. Right. Now, before we go, everybody, just remember to go check out the Pulse Podcast Network's website. There's loads of new podcasts being um, added daily. All the guys on there are doing some great things. We're going to be releasing some um, discount codes for you guys to get some jerseys and some hoodies. That'll be coming in the next few days, right in time for Christmas. And you can catch us on Instagram, Twitter, iTunes, Spotify, all the usual places, man, and we'll catch you again another time. And give the post-sports pod a uh, listen. Listen (laughs)
3: and a follow. (laughs) All right, have a good night.